G'day and welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast. I'm Rita Joyan. Today you're going to be introduced to a gentleman by the name of Justin Herald, who pretty much got his passion, turned it into a profession from church. There was a lady in church who kept bothering him, telling him he had attitude, and so he did something about that, and you won't believe the result that it created. But it's an interview that I did uh, I believe last year, the year before, for a project I was working on called the Monetize Your Passion Summit. So you'll hear me talking about that summit in, throughout the interview, but know that I wanted to share this with you guys because his story is remarkable. It's crazy, and it's a true definition of turning a passion, an accidental idea, into a profession. Enjoy. Hey, 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 everyone. This is Rita Joyan, and this is the place to be to gain clarity on your biggest passion, make a difference, and build a work from anywhere business. And today, I have with me Justin Herald, and here's why my expert today really stands out for me. You see, back, back in the day, when I had, was just about to finish uni, I saw Justin speak along, along, on the stage with Brian Tracy. And what stood out to me was his passion, was his success story. And today I'm so excited to be able to bring him to you and that I've got the opportunity to actually interview him. So let me tell you why it's so exciting to have Justin here. Number one, he started his own business called Attitude. It's a clothing brand at the age of 25 with only $50 to his name. The story is hilarious about why he started it, but that's how it all started. The brand grew to international success stardom and it generated in excess of $20 million a year. He's the author of eight international bestsellers. He has now sold the Attitude brand and he now runs what's called referus.com, which allows businesses to engage with their customers and be able to get referrals by the click of a button. He pretty much feels that business is one of the easiest things to build and it's very easy for him. And I'm so excited to bring to you a man who has certainly found his passion and is the professional in terms of monetizing it. Justin, welcome to Monetize Your Passion. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So now tell me, now, a brand that you started at 25, and I know you've said this story a lot, but it would just help paint a picture for those who have, it's the first time that they're being introduced to you and they may even have your products. Uh, how did it all begin? Where did the $50 come from? Age of 25, where did the branding of a clothing brand begin for you? Yeah, look, I was um, done by default, I guess. Um, my father is a minister and all through my life as a kid um, and as an adult, I have to say, um, I've had many people tell me how I should be living my life and um, normally by people who suck in their own lives, mind you. But um, anyway, in, in 1995, I was 25 years old and a lady told me I had an attitude problem and the only reason I decided to start the business was, or wasn't even a business, I just wanted to upset her the following week at church. <laughs> And um, I thought the best way to do that is to put my attitude problem on the back of a T-shirt. And then my theory was I didn't have to go to church anymore. I can get my mates to go and upset her on my behalf. So it was a bit of fun. Um, did my research, my financial research, was, which was going to an um, ATM machine. And uh, at age 25, I had $1.25 in the bank. So I, my little brother um, lent me 50 bucks. And with that, I was able to convince a printer to print four shirts, which is not an easy thing to do. And sold three of those shirts to three of my mates. We went to church the following Sunday, upset the lady, which was awesome. 
And people on that day said they love my shirt and would I sell one to them? So it was sort of by default more than by design, which mm-hmm. I actually think these days, unfortunately, many people are trying to design more so than go with the default mode. So that's interesting that you said, well, number one, are you, did you ever send a thank you card to that lady? No, she still dislikes me to this day. So it's the best 50 bucks I've ever spent. So it's all- Seriously? Oh, my God. <laughs> so when you say by design rather than default, explain what you mean by that. Well, I think too many, I think now there's a lot of white noise in the marketplace. So there's a lot of information that people can go and research. Um, the problem is that information may not be valid. Uh, just because someone has an opinion on how you should or shouldn't start a business doesn't mean that it's correct. Mm-hmm. If they haven't start one themselves, started one themselves, then it's stupid information. So I think instead of people just by default, um, also where they go, well, I've got nothing else to do, um, or I'm at the end of my financial uh, situation and there's nowhere to go other than up, because when you, you know, you need your peaks and troughs. Your troughs are unreal because it makes your peaks feel better. Um, so... You know, I think it's it's about just starting things just because and, and not putting a great deal of thought and effort into it, which goes against how people are taught these days. Mm-hmm. True entrepreneurialism is about not thinking um, and is about just doing. And it also is about being smart. So, you know, all of my businesses now, Refer Us included and all the other ones that I own, I still haven't spent any money setting them up. So that being the case, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Uh, if I put a hundred grand into something and it doesn't work, it sort of matters. So, you know, for me, I, I just went with my gut and actually ended up, not, not at the start, but ended up believing in my own ability, which I didn't realize I had at the time. And that's sort of my point. There's a lot of people out there that have those abilities, but just don't know. Mm. So, I mean, that was just an innate confidence that you had. I mean, just a God-given. Did your father ever stray you away because of that influence? Because he was a minister and then you were wearing these shirts that had... No, no. They, well, you know, there's got to be one black sheep of the family and that was my role. But um, no, like my parents have been fantastic. My brother's a very successful um, landscaper. He won the Chelsea Garden Show in, in London. And um, my sister's a very successful head teacher of a school. So we were always brought up that whatever you want to do, just give it a crack. And my, I still remember my father having the same conversation with us as kids nearly every week. And that is, uh, especially in school, because anything I pass in school is recess. But so <laughs> the school thing, he, 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 I remember him saying to us all the time, I don't care what you're going to be. If you're going to be a garbage man, just be the best garbage man you can be. And so we've always had that self-belief put into us. Um, my methods probably are not um, at the start. were not probably what my father would have thought as ideal. Mind you, we did find it funny um, and you know, it's just my out, outward, um, expression of me being frustrated. Look, there was no, it's very hard to have sarcastic, positive slogans without any swear words. So I actually did manage myself quite well, but, um, yeah, like my parents have always been uh, very supportive and, you know, 20, 24 years later, I'm still here and still doing okay. So it must've been okay. Yeah, absolutely. And so when, I mean, did you start attitude, obviously because of that lady who said, you know, You've got attitude, you've got an attitude problem. Yep. Did you ever think, I just don't want to do this clothing brand. It was fun for a while. It's just not what I really want to do. No, um, uh, I'm not a thinker. I think people um, plan too much. Mm-hmm. So okay. I've never done a profit and loss or a forecast or a budget. Um, <laughs> and because I, look, it's just my opinion and people will disagree with me here, but a um, business plan is a wish list um, and I just don't see any point of it all. Um, 
So I didn't know that it wasn't going to work. I didn't know it was, was going to work. The, the most imp- probably surprised person on the planet would be me. Um, so it was one of those things. It was a great opportunity that I stumbled across. Um, some people say I was lucky. and I think you can only be lucky a few times and then luck runs out. And I just ran with it. And then what happened with Attitude in the end, it became a licensed product. So I had people like Philips and uh, other large companies, Sandboy Chips and all those sorts of people contacting me because they wanted to license my brand and use the name uh, Attitude on their products and pay me a royalty. So it was one of those things. Now, I didn't think, I didn't even know that existed. So um, I am a very big believer in, you know, when something comes across your desk, then explore it it may not be part of your plan um but who says it was supposed to be part of your plan in the first place so i'll go to, to an opening of a fridge now just in case something's about to happen so um that's my way i do business and it seems to work so, so that's completely revolutionary to what's out there the education did you have a mentor ever Justin? yeah um when um, his name was harry van dyke well, still is harry van dyke um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Harry, I met Harry because he was the CEO of Philips. Um, so when I did the big Philips deal, so they had attitude stereos and TVs and stuff like that. And that was one of those meetings that, you know, shouldn't have ever happened because I had no clue. I was in the meeting not even understanding what they were talking about. But they um, sold attitude stereos and TVs because they wanted to hit a, a younger market and they wanted to use my brand to do that. And then after the meeting, I rung up Harry and I said, look, um, obviously, you know, I had no clue what went on in that meeting. He said, yep. And I said, cool, could I bring you every now and again to get your opinion? And he said, you sure can. And so I did, twice a day for about six years. I rung him and um, became a very good friend of mine, uh, an unbelievable mentor um, who taught me a lot of stuff. But the main thing he told me was not to change who I was, um, especially in the business world. There's this whole, um, you know, trying to fit in with mm. how they operate. Um, I don't do that. I uh, never have done that. Even as a speaker now, when I do corporate, because I do about a hundred gigs a year, um, I don't get dressed up. I'm the t-shirt and jeans guy. I mean, you're after my information, not for me to impress you with what I wear. So there's all that sort of stuff that, that Harry taught me. And um, he taught me how to do big business, um, a small business with a big business mentality, which was awesome. It's interesting that you said that, Justin, because he's a guy in corporate and you're in the entrepreneurial. So did that never have a conflict? No, no. Look, I, you know, the, the thing is I do a lot of mentoring now, but the thing with a mentor, you've got to respect them before you'll take their advice. Um, so I respected Harry immensely, but I needed his, look, uh, seriously, I, I failed school miserably. So I knew that I knew, uh, sorry, I knew that I didn't know a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to be willing to be uh, teachable, which is not an easy thing for me. Um, but he did it in a way, and that's why mentors and coaches are different. So a mentor is someone that actually gets in to your psyche, I guess, and understands how you operate. And the last thing you ever want to do is change um, unless it's necessary. But um, there wasn't anything that I needed to change. I mean, I didn't call my business attitude for no reason. So there was a bit of that going on anyway. So um, but Harry just tapped into that and um, best, best move I ever made. And I'm surprised on how many business owners these days don't have mentors um, or I'm going to get in trouble here or pay a lot of money for coaches that have never run a business. So it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) No, hands up. And I completely agree with that. So how would you say, because attitude was the name of the brand, it's your attitude that was brought out within that. How did you, it's not like you said, you're not a thinker. So it's not like you saw, so who am I? Who's Justin? And what do I value? You never did anything like that. 
So how does a business owner or someone who wants to monetize their passion, how do they extrapolate, extract who they are? What's the personality? Because they've been in corporate. It's just been dug deep. They've just had to be yes people and you know, follow the script of life and it hasn't worked out. How do you find yeah. your, your authentic voice? It's funny you say that because I just got off the phone to a client who's just come out of corporate and started their own business. And um, my advice to them was pretty simple. Stop thinking. Uh, I think people overthink things too much, especially in corporate. And there's a little square that you've got to operate in corporate yeah. all the time. Um, you know, for my, my whole theory, there's that saying you can't fit a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. You can if you force it. <laughs> sometimes um, what we're going to have to do is, you know, force ourselves to actually operate differently. Now, for me, I find it very easy to be a business owner and to start businesses. Uh, you'll never hear me call myself an entrepreneur because I think it's a wanky thing to do. But um, so I found it very easy um, to just go with the flow and and not overthink things too much. So it's probably if you've gone from coming from corporate, it's the art of not thinking mm-hmm. is probably wow. uh, the best way to do it. And also the art of doing. Um, and if you don't attach a financial aspect to it so any time that you say if i'm going to make this decision and it doesn't work i'm going to lose mm. x amount of dollars you're sort of stuffed as it is so um it's going to be very very um restrictive on how you can operate but um so i just don't do it that way now i can say that because it's the way my first business started and i learned from my first business success on as to what actually works so mm. that's why anytime I start a new business, I do the exact same thing at the first time by mistake um, or by default, but I then do it deliberately now and just going, well, I'm not going to spend any money. So how, how do you then, because that's one of the keynotes that you do is how to build a business without send, spending a yeah. cent. So what's the fundamentals of having that happen? Start slow, start small. I mean, okay. everyone wants to bloody well pay their house mm. off in the first month. It's just like stupid. <laughs> never going to happen so and you know we've got to prove not only to the marketplace if you're launching a product or, mm. or a business, but you've got to prove to yourself that you've got the ticker for it mm. um, small business or business ownership is not uh, an easy thing for everyone uh, there's a thing called stress that's going to be there all the time I love stress I'm, I'm actually stressed when I'm not stressed um, <laughs> so I, I love that I operate better in that that sort of environment um, and it comes back to the you know, forcing that square peg. So not everything's going to just have a perfect fit. Uh, it's my job to find people who want to work with me or um, I can then have a joint venture with or um, I've got a market that they're after or they've got a market that I'm after, but it's not, um, which just happens all the time these days, it's this whole, um, it's, I call it the ladder principle. There's a whole lot of people standing on other people to get to the next level. Um, pretty stupid. So I, I'll sniff those people out and get rid of them pretty quick. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's one of those things I've been asked for probably the last 20 years on how do I do what I do. I actually don't think about it. Um, I, I just do what I do. And at the, at, the, at the first start of it, I had to eat. So that was sort of my driving passion. Now that I've got, um, I got married a year ago. Um, Congratulations. Between us, we've got five daughters. So now my, my uh, passion is having to feed them now. <laughs> electricity for the hairdryers. So... Um, but there's, and you know, the other thing too, and this is the conversation I just had with someone, debt is a wonderful thing. Uh, it goes against everything we're taught. Um, debt gets you out of bed. Uh, so, you know, all these people want financial freedom. Well, I'll give you the heads up, add that, and there's no incentive to get out of bed. So, you know, don't fret if, you know, you can't uh, make things happen right now because you don't have enough money. Well, there's your driving factor. There's your driving force.
Oh, I love that. I love that. Because you had the financial freedom and you had no reason to get out of bed. And then what did you do no. with yourself? Like, did you just like, oh, I'm just going. I was bored. Yeah. I lasted two weeks in retirement. So, um, yeah, no, extremely bored. And because so, well, because Attitude reached up to about 37 million a year, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. And I sold it. It was huge. So, so this is what's interesting. See, a lot of people, when I speak to people, Justin, they say that, what's a great business idea? Oh, I could try that or I can try that. And like, what you've made money in clothing. Maybe I should go into clothing and try. And so would you, I mean, I, I have an opinion on that, but would you, like, what's that yeah. formula for? Is that a formula for disaster or is that a formula for disaster? Look, everyone's got an idea. Ideas are like armpits. Everyone has two and they mainly stink. So um, <laughs> just because you've got a great idea for business doesn't mean you go and act upon it, right? So um, I have a thing which I title um, my idea shelf in my head. So, and most of the great ideas, I'm not sure about you, but mine come just as I'm about to go off to sleep mm. and I'll then dream about how unreal that's going to be for world domination, wake up in the next morning and go, what a dumb idea that was. <laughs> uh, the problem, the difference between me and some other people is they then go and act upon that where I just sit there and go, no. So I do a lot of stuff where I look at how's the market shaped. Um, is there a, uh, look, just because someone's not doing it doesn't mean you should do it either, by the way. Um, so you look at, will it work? How quickly can it work? How quickly can I uh, make a good living out of this or make money out of this? Where's the market going? Who can I um, uh, align myself with? Um, like the refer us thing's the best example. No one was really doing what we've done. Um, so there's a lot of work before I decided to even go down that path. What is that refer us, Justin? Well, I just looked at, um, I love look, coming up with things or there's now these funky words, right? So the new funky word is disruption. Everyone's a disruptor. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think. So I've been doing that all my life. So now there's a word for it. Now I know what I am. But I look at things in business and go, well, that's pretty stupid. Now I look at the referral aspect of business and most of it's done dumb. So uh, like a hairdresser, for example, they'll, you get your hair done, they'll give you a card and say, if you know anyone, give this card to them. Well, there's one person that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I might be out of a, out at a pub and my wife owns a day spa and you might go, I'm looking for a day spa. And I go, look, I know someone. I'll get Renee to give you a call. Give me a number and you know, put your number in my pocket. Totally forget about you for a week. And then you'll get a phone call from Renee. You think she sucks at business because it's taken her a week. Well, mm -hmm. it was my fault. So I thought, well, how do we change that? So we just came up with this whole system that on everyone's, all, all your customers' phones, excuse me, sits your referral uh, system with your it's branded so we'll have um, your own brand sitting on their phone so when they're out at a barbecue and we're having the conversation and I'll say I know a great um, day spa give me a name number and, and an email address and I seven seconds later Renee or the business has got that referral um, I'm out of the equation I can't screw it up anymore she's got the hot lead she'll talk to you we're done um, and oh. it's all global yeah so I mean, let me just so let me just play devil's advocate, Justin. There was a bit of thinking involved in that, wasn't there? Oh, there was a fair amount of thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you do think from time to time there is a bit of thinking going on. Oh yeah, but so what I do, my thinking is to try and simplify things as much as possible. So it's not that easy to simplify things. Um, so that's where I didn't want um, anything. We call it in my office that it's got to be justified. So as long as I get it, I understand it, and it's sort of going to make sense, then we'll do it. If I don't get it, then I because I'm very consumer driven. Um, so I'll think like a consumer, I uh, operate like a consumer, I don't operate like a business owner. So it's a little bit different style that I have. And how do you, uh, how do you, how do you switch that mindset? to Common sense. 
just it's just got to make sense there's just have you oh, here's the best example using a different analogy have you ever watched tv and you see an ad on tv and you sit there and go what the hell is that about yes well that's where most businesses <laughs> actually operate their business like they're so funky and they're so convoluted that they think they're smart but they just confused everyone mm. so we can't have any confusion so my whole thing was i want one button to be pushed and I want no longer than eight seconds for someone to get send a lead and that's a hot lead, not a cold lead, because I'm sick and tired of tire kickers. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I, and then what your customer can then do, or your client can then actually spread that through their system, because they've got their own system on their phone, which is your own CRM system as well. So you've got all who your hot leads are, who your number one referrers are, or your top referrers are, but your customer's got that as well. They know what you're doing or not doing with that lead that you've sent through. Because I want to keep businesses honest. If you're getting leads or referrals from people, that, that's gold. Yeah. So you need to act upon that. But what you, like, I wanted, and this is where for me was the big clincher, I wanted um, any referrer of my business to be able to then go and push my, my business as a referral to their entire social media network. So what we've done is we've created reach for businesses which they don't currently have. So if I was to promote your um, business, if I was one of your referrers, then I'm going to put you in front of, on, on average, about 5,500 people on social media um, with a push of one button. And um, which you'll never get in front of if it wasn't for me. So your referral's gone now from just me and who I know my mates mm. um, or you to me. It's now gone from you to me to people you'll never know. So that's where we've gone that one step further. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Taking a long time. Yeah. but So that's the evolution of where you are now. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how long has it been going on for? Um, that's been in the marketplace for about nine months now. So it's oh, now... It's the baby. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've got a lot of stuff. Like I've got my other companies, customer culture. So that's that's been going for six months. So I've got a lot of things that I do because um, I love being flat out. Okay, so here's the deal, Justin. For mm. as long as I can remember, okay, I've been told that when you're in business, you focus on a few things you don't spread. But like you, you've established yourself. So you've had that success with one with a $37 million company. So you have the luxury of going here, here, and here, and there. Yeah, no, I, well, yes and no. I mean, the, the money doesn't make it for men, so that doesn't change the, how I operate or whatever. And actually, money made me a, a real big numb nuts, to be totally honest. So the money thing is not a big deal for me um, and it hasn't shaped how I make my decisions. What I do do, which a lot of people don't do in business, I actually understand what my personality is like. So if you give me one thing to do, I'm bored out of my brain. So I run my business based upon my personality. I don't have my personality based around how my business is. So and that's where a lot of people go wrong in business. Like uh, you might know people like this, they become a businessman. They used to be the life of the party and then they become a businessman. Yeah. So what the hell happened to you overnight? So <laughs> my personality is I can't sit still. I don't like doing one thing at a time. I love being hectic all the time. So that's how I do my business. Okay. If you're a detailed um, person that loves structure and whatever, well, don't be running two businesses at the one time. So you just got to tap into that because that makes it comfortable and then it doesn't feel like you're doing a great deal of work um, for that to happen. So to me, that's why I say I find business easy because it is. It's just like me getting out of bed doing life, really. And I really find that so enlightening, really insightful, Justin, because it really does speak to what you were saying before that you just got to know yourself and that personality that you exude in your business is how you attract the decisions that you make within the business itself you got to believe in you got to trust your gut and go with your own decision making process and you're going to screw up awesome now we know that let's move on shall we so you know there's just the white noise i think is the issue that most people have there's just so much stuff going on yeah. around us that we think we should be taking notice of um mm -hmm. if it doesn't impact 
my um, business or impact my outcomes, then I'm not even bothering about it. So I get, um, I'm just looking down here now, since we've been talking, I've had 228 emails that have come through and most of them will probably want something from me or have a great opportunity for me. Not interested. Like, you know, I've got to still stay true to my course and that's where probably a lot of people um, miss out because they think it's an opportunity so they actually go away from what they're trying to do uh, essentially. So I've never forgotten that. Um, my thinking now is a time thing. So I want to make sure that um, I'm creating time with my family is what I aim for. Um, and so if stuff gets in the way of that, I don't care how much they want to pay me, mm -hmm. get in the way of it, so I'm not going to do it. And what I love about that, Justin, I don't think in, if, in our conversation today at any point have I gotten the feeling that, and there's nothing wrong with it if there was, that you were ever driven by money. It was always just... I was happy with a dollar twenty-five. You know, I wasn't unhappy with that. I probably couldn't do as much as I could do now. But mm. um, as I said before, like I, I've met a lot of rich dickheads in my life. So mm. just because you've got a lot of money doesn't mean um, that you're actually a success. It, it's mm. it's who actually likes you, regardless of how much is in your bank account. That's mm. yeah, if my kids don't like me, I've got a problem. Mm. Um, and for me, you know, I've been doing it for twenty-five years. So far, touch wood. I haven't had anything negative um, about me or I've done anything that's going to impact any of that. So that's the one thing I'm um, quite proud of myself, to be very honest, that I've, you know, because you can Google anyone these days and there's some dodgy people out there. So um, all that sort of stuff keeps me honest. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, that stuff doesn't keep me honest. My integrity and ethics keep me honest. And, and I've, I've realised why I'm doing what I'm doing. It. And it's not really to please other people or to make other people think that, um, you know, how unreal Justin Herald is. I'm really not fussed people really think to be honest it's as long as my wife likes me and my <laughs> yeah, that's very important and yeah. that's a great segue Justin because I know that you you mentor hundreds of businesses yearly yeah. on on exactly that how to actually accelerate their business and if you'd like more information guys just go to justinherald.com can you explain, explain about what kind of businesses you help with Oh, look, they're all over the place. So um, I've got a technology company in New Zealand currently, and that turns over in about 20-odd mil. Um, I've got startups. I've got an a, a, um, awesome lady who started a self-tanning product that she's about to launch. She had, had a, under the name Bronze Bitch, um, but oh. I've told her to change that to, which we have, um, to Aussie Bronze, so that will now can go global. Um, mm. She's a startup, so that, that's having huge success. Um, I've got horse companies, I've got truck companies. Um, the essence of growing a business is exactly the same. Um, people seem to think if it's a t-shirt business, it's going to be different to run than a, a day spa. It's not. Um, I've got a lot of hair companies. I do a lot of training in the hair and beauty industry now, which is funny. <laughs> um, but I love that because the whole, they're not taught sales or, ser or they're taught service. They're not taught sales stuff. So Changing a company's or a business's outcome is a very easy thing to do um, from an outsider's perspective. It's just doing the stuff that most people miss because uh, it's so simple. Once, like, once Tony Robbins said that, we, make, we put up rules because we think it's hard, then it's worth it. Mm. But if it's simple, we kind of think in our head, well, then it mustn't be worth it because I just got it. Uh, and people dismiss mm. anything that may solve their problem based upon that exact thing. Oh, that's mm. just too simple conversation or too simple um, explanation, sorry. And um, so they miss it and then go and work themselves really hard so it justifies why they actually um, need to survive on this planet. Rather not. I'm not a big fan of working, to be very honest, given the choice. Um, so that being the case, I've got to make sure while I am working, it's actually paying off in a big way. And not from a financial perspective, but just from a, um, a pleasing perspective. I want to make mm -hmm. sure that I enjoy my day. And if I don't, if you own a business and you're watching this and you hate your, 
what you do. Go and work for someone else and let them have the hoo-ha when they go home. Mm. Um, that's my advice and, and it might not <laughs> make some people happy with that one, but yeah. you know, you've got to enjoy it. It's got to be fun. And uh, all I'm doing now, 20-something years later, is having fun still on a daily basis. That's amazing. Did you, were you ever in a corporate job, Justin? No, no. Um, we've got to get dressed up. Sorry, I'm trying to get rid of the, uh, it's very bright. Here we are. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, I did some stuff. Um, oh, I was in Woolies and Coles back when I was 18, 19 as a trainee manager. But, um, you know, I just got sick and tired of other people coming up with great ideas and other people taking them and yeah. their own, my superiors. So um, I did probably, I, I, I just wouldn't fit um, in that, that little model. I guess mm-hmm. I get asked all the time to go in and, and, and do stuff with uh, corporate clients, which I love doing, but I do it in a very non-corporate way, which actually has more cut through. What do you mean non-corporate way? Well, I don't, I don't have to follow their line. Um, I remember I won't tell you the company, but uh, I went and spoke at a, a fairly large organization. And before that I call it the check the speaking meeting out. Cause they see a picture of me and go, Oh crap. <laughs> they get me to come in and the, the uh, CEO says, well, this is what I want you to say to my staff. And I said, well, when I tell you how to run your business, you can tell me how to run mine. And he said, well, no one talks to me like that. And I'm a CEO. And I said, well, so am I. End of story. So, and I go, I'll give you money back guarantee. If it doesn't work, I'll give you money back. And he goes, all right. So I did it my way. And he goes, wow, that worked. I said, I oh, know, because you keep on doing it your way. Mm. There's got to be some cut through from a different perspective. And I, I just come in from more from the simplistic perspective i'm i am very much common sense so um because that way staff can get it staff can understand it staff can action it see there's all this motivation garbage that's yeah. i'm more about activation if i can't activate you to do something better and different then i haven't done my job and yeah, that's many that. of businesses we should be activating our staff not motivating our staff motivation is i give you a pay packet there you go motivate Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Activation versus motivation. Mm. Justin, how would you like to be remembered? Oh, as a nice bloke. Good father. Oh. It. Um, not as a business guy. Like I, you know, it's just what I had to do. Um, and it's something that I like doing. But, um, you know, sitting in a garage doesn't make you a car. It's the same as running a business doesn't make you a legend So or a, an entrepreneur. It's just the thing that I do to get the stuff that I want. Um, and I, if I want nicer stuff, whether that's time or, or I'm a car guy and a motorbike guy, um, that just means I've got to work a little bit harder. But yeah, um, you know, the fact that like, writing eight books is awesome and every now and again, people will come up and, in the street and say, I read your book. That's nice. That's about as far as I get with that one. You know, it's just a thing that I've done um, and I've thoroughly enjoyed doing it, but it still doesn't show me. I'm, I'm very um, aware that I need to keep myself grounded um, because there, there but the grace of God go, I with something that could have gone wrong. So I um, don't want to screw that up. And I, uh, I just want to be happy. Good on you. Good on you. And Justin Hill, thank you so, so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure picking your brain. No and- worries dissecting your attitude in the literal sense (laughs) and sharing it with us on the Monetize Your Passion Summit. Thank you very, very much. No problem at all. Guys, thank you so much for watching and we'll be back tomorrow with our next expert on how to find your passion and monetize it. See you soon.